single with Jeanette and Tracy. We are not relationship experts or sex therapists. We are two people navigating the world as single, independent feminists, having honest conversations with other singles in today's device-obsessed culture. We hope you'll join us on this journey as we navigate the ins and outs of singledom. Welcome back to Hashtag Single. I'm your host, Jeanette Bonner, and I have such a good episode for you guys today. Um, I am joined in the podcast booth by my friend Taylor. Taylor, thank you for being here with me. Thank you so much for having me. And it's actually Taylor's friend, Ned. (laughs) Oh, this is a total stranger that I'm going to be talking to today. And let me tell you guys, it's already been really an adventure sitting here next to you, the two of you. It's also hot in here. That's true. It's it's very warm in the podcast. It's because Ned and I are two of the most attractive people that you'll over here. And I would not look at our headshots to confirm. I love hearing attractiveness. All right, Ned, we're, you're going to shut up and listen to us speak because that's how we roll. And then, um, and then we'll check in with you and see how you feel about everything that we have decided to talk about. And don't worry, he'll have feelings. Um, that's good to know. That's good to know. Just wait, just to clear the air. Is, did you guys say that you once dated? That is a very... Um, generous term. It's a strong term. That's a strong term, yeah. So you just like made out a little bit sloppily backstage? Mm-hmm. Oh, we weren't in a show together. We crossed over at a we theater We were in a different show. You made yeah, out? Yeah. Okay. It's a it's a story, and um, we can go out and have coffee and talk about it. You yeah. don't want to talk about it on hashtag we're, single? Ned and I are very good friends now. Okay. This is so awkward. I love it. Um, <laughs> we don't feel awkward just about like it. Just like everyone's <laughs> dating life. We don't, but that's because, never mind, we'll get there. <laughs> But you're being uh, exceptionally transparent with me, so we're just going to dive in and let that lie. All right, so the way I begin all episodes, Taylor, is such a corny statement, a question, and I love it. Um, Where are you at in your single journey? Just imagine being asked that by Oprah. You sound like, um, do you ever know that SNL sketch, uh, the sweaty ball sketch? You sound like... It's it's an NPR voice. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, Yeah, Uh, it's more like, where are you at, at in your single life? Are you... You're... You're single, you're dating, are you on apps? What's going on? Where are you at? Where am I? That is a good question. I ask myself that every day. Um, I am not on any apps. Um, okay. I deleted all my apps. Well, ugh, I deleted all my apps about a year and a half ago, we'll say. Um, I'm in a show right now. I've been in a show for the last six months, and I realized about six months ago that I was going to see the same 15 people every day for the next however long, and I was like, <laughs> shoot, maybe I should go back in. So I re-downloaded Hinge, went on dates with two separate people, and immediately deleted them again and was oh, like, wow. I remember why oh, no. I deleted these in the first place. That's terrible. Uh, yeah, it was terrible. It was um, terrible. How so- long have you been single? Actually, um, as I was listening to uh, your last episode with Misha, um, it came out on the day that marked a year of me being single. I haven't dated anybody. Oh, okay. I haven't like been in a relationship since uh, this time last year. And you are actively trying to meet people IRL. Yeah, I do. Um, You're not the only one. This is really no. interesting to me that people are like getting really frustrated with the apps yeah. and aren't like... Screw it. If I go on less dates, Mm -hmm. but I'm meeting people in real life, I'd rather do that. Totally. Well, and that's the thing is that I guess the reason that I deleted all my apps was because I was actually talking, I was chatting with a friend of mine and he had, 
I was talking about how frustrating they were because I feel like, you know, when you're swiping or whatever, because every app has the swipe feature now. Yeah. It's not just Tinder, which yeah. I haven't had Tinder in years. Um, <laughs> like I just years. like the phrasing that I haven't had Tinder in years. <laughs> years. I haven't had Tinder in years either. <laughs> oh, wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> um, but yeah, so now I was talking to my friend and I was like, I hate that. I feel like weird swiping on people because it feels like this really kind of sickening video game, like where I'm mm. swiping on actual human beings. And I just don't like that feeling um, of like, and so judging. Yeah. I don't human like beings it. And, based on their appearance. And how many yeah. times like you can't, uh, as much as it is important to be attracted to the person that you're dating, I wouldn't say that like, you can't judge a book by its cover. Like the cover is important, I suppose at a, at a certain point yeah because you are attracted to who you're attracted to of course you know physically but i you just can't and um so we were my friend and i were talking about that and he was like the other thing i hate so much about apps and this is what prompted me to delete all mine um like 10 minutes after that conversation we might have like still been in the conversation <laughs> i was deleting the you guys had like a blood pack yeah i'll do it if you and, do it and he, he had said i deleted my apps because i got tired of swiping on people and then having this sort of text conversation through the app for however long it takes to set up a date mm-hmm. going to coffee with that person for 30 minutes and realizing after 15 that i didn't even want to meet up with them in the first place yeah because it's like you to say you that go you're along dating, with the momentum yeah, of it. You're like, yeah. you're single. So it's like, okay, I'm single. So that means I have to be dating. What does that mean in, you know, 2019, 2018, which is when I deleted them or no, actually 2017. Yeah. Um, what does that mean? It means that you're on an app because immediately people are like, oh, you're single. You're dating. What apps are you on? Well, I'm not on none now, but you know, so you think like there's oh, no other way to do it. There's no other way to do it apparently, but I don't know. It's just like, this is so, I guess, kind of old fashioned, but my grandparents were married 69 years and they met at a club, like a dance, like at a Christian club. They met like at a Christian dance club or something in, uh, in Kentucky. (laughs) Um, and my grandfather asked my my grandma, it was like a weekly sponsored youth club or something. And my grandpa asked my grandmother to dance every week, and every week she'd turn him down until she finally said yes, and then they were together okay, but from then. That, but also that's, that's a like, little, like, sexual harassment. Uh, well, back when uh, playing whatever. hard to get was, like, an actual It was, like, a thing. Move. Totally. Now it's <laughs> now just, it's like, like stop, stop, talking, stop harassing me. Exactly. But my um, Well, you bring up an interesting anyway, point. Like, so. did you ever read Modern Romance by Aziz Ansari? I, I got about halfway through, and then um, my, loan, my loan expired <laughs> from the oh. New York Public Library. <laughs> I love that you took it out of the library. <laughs> I did. That's super adorable. Hi, I'd like to. I'd like Hi, to I'd take like out to, modern um, romance. Yes, um, it's by Aziz Ansari. You may have seen him on Parks and Rec. So um, that was like for those of you guys that don't know, that book is what inspired um, the show. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh, Master of None. Thank you, Master of None, which is brilliant. And what inspired the book was that he was doing stand-up tours around the country, mm-hmm. and he would talk about he was single, and he was talking about his single life as part of his act, as part of his routine. And then as furthermore, as part of his routine, he would actually ask audience members if they were single and if they were on apps and he would call people up on stage and ask them if he could like open their apps yes. and share that information. Mm-hmm. And so this was wildly popular and it made him, um, uh, have, it cr- created a lot of questions about the way we date now and, and, uh, how we created this weird system that is not working for anybody. Right. Um, and so anyway, the reason I bring it up is because he teamed up with a research 
a psychologist, I believe, from NYU. I think that sounds rightish. And they <laughs> went into nursing homes and care facilities for the elderly and asked people how they met their partners. Mm-hmm. And the great majority of them, more than 75%, but maybe close to even 100, had met them within six blocks of where they grew up. I remember this. I remember reading about this. And I, it's it actually triggered uh, me thinking about my grandparents because... And this actually fits in perfectly with what I think that we were, you know, talking that we want to talk about, which is that the world is so much larger now than it used to be Mm -hmm. in a a sense. And it's also so much smaller, which I think is the tough thing because it's so small that it can fit in our phones, yet it's so large that we have unlimited options. Yeah. And so, you know, for my, my grandparents, you know, my grandmother was playing hard to get, but for them, you know, it wasn't that my grandmother was looking for other options. Right. You know? Right, 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 right. And and it wasn't and my grandfather thought that she was the most beautiful girl he'd ever seen. So and it wasn't there was never an inkling of, oh, I can wait this out and find something what better. If there's something better. And that's yep. I think really what it comes down to when we talk about the posts that I made on Facebook, yeah, which I don't know if you want me to bring that up or yeah, yeah, yeah. let's talk about it because this is how this is why I invited uh, Taylor on the podcast is because she had written this post on Facebook, <laughs> um, and that spurred there was a lot of a comments lot. around. I was it. really surprised. Um, about everyone. Ev- I- I'm really interested in it because that means a that people are experiencing the same thing, exactly, and b um, which is why I posted. We're it. all re- like highly opinionated about this system that's going on, um, and I will say that it was men and women who. Yeah, I would not say that this mix. is a female, and I knew that it wouldn't be, but I know that it's uh, you know when you're a woman, it's so easy to just fall into it being like, oh, men, oh, men. And I'm sure men do the same thing. You know, um, Ned can chime in later, <laughs> but I'm just, I know that men, uh, that women do the same thing to men. Um, so the post was basically about how, uh, it basically said like, have you guys ever like gone out with somebody? It was a joke. It was like a, just a, totally just to make people laugh, but it was like, have you guys ever gone out with somebody? And after like three dates, they say, oh, I, um, I'm not like looking for anything right now, but I'd still like to hang out. And I'm like, okay. But the thing is, is that for me, it's consistently happened. It's not, you know, I've been single for a year, but it's not that I haven't dated people. Yeah. And it like, it almost comes at like that three date or three hangout or three mm. Netflix and chill night where you're, where they start saying like, oh, I'm not interested in a relationship. And it's like, dude, I didn't ask you to get married, I probably asked you what your favorite episode of The Office was. And I mean, I guess for some people that could equate a a proposal to intimate. It's dinner party for all of you listeners out there. It's one of the most perfect episodes of television. Ned, I don't care that you don't like it. You can tell me your favorite episode of The Office when we get to your part. (laughs) And you're going to write it down now. Um, but, um, But yeah, so like a lot of the overwhelming responses were from women, but it was funny to see men chime in and be like, you guys do this too, which I absolutely know that we, I've done it. Yeah. You know? And I, and I started thinking because it was such a, we got such an overwhelming response from people that I started to wonder like how I did it and why I did it, Mm. you know? So this is what, like, (laughs) I've been dating long enough. I've been single 10 years, you guys. Oh, my God. I, 
I know. I have a um, my Facebook post statuses you post. Though. I know. Like it's. I hope you. It's, I hope it's you famous that. enough that I've. It's now part of my brand. Oh man, it's so that's sick. It's so and funny that's why and I horrible. Have a podcast. Um, yeah, <laughs> this is so true. I've been dating long enough that like certain repetitive behaviors and patterns have come up mm, that I've given mm-hmm. them names. Totally. And so this is what I refer to as the ejection disclaimer. Uh huh. Not erection disclaimer, <laughs> not ejectile disclaimer. It is the ejection disclaimer, which is basically to say, like, um, I like you and I want to hang out with you, but at any point I say this so that I'm allowed to go. Yeah, and that I don't feel like an asshole. So that if it gets too serious, if I change my mind, if I if work gets busy, mm-hmm. if any of the reasons where I suddenly feel like like it by saying that in advance, it allows me because mm-hmm. you agree to it, it allows me to go at any point without any strings, totally without hurting your feelings because I already told you up front. Yeah, and then you can't be that mad. I might go at any. Exactly. And that's like, I think that is kind of what it it was so funny. After I posted that status, I had actually a couple of dudes who'd done that to me in the recent past text me and be like, I had put like at the end of the post, I post, I I wrote something like, am I annoying? Is my face a lizard? Am I 30? Like, what's like, why is it? Why am I dropping off the face of the planet? Wait, hold on. Hold on. Is being 30 a negative? I guess so. Wait, like, how old are you? Literally 30. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, hold on, because I, wait, 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 I passed that gateway benchmark. So. Sometimes, but people always say like a lot of things change when you're 30. And I think dating does too. And I don't know if it's because we're 30, like, cause women are quote unquote over the hill when you turn 30 or something changes. But honestly, I just think it's that we're more mature and we know what we will and won't put up with. Yeah. But, um, but I think the thing that I realized when I, when I posted that was, uh, I guess it kind of goes back to what you're saying here is that when somebody gives themselves an out, it means that they're really not that into it and, but they just don't want to feel like a jerk. Yeah. And I totally understand that. But at the same time, I, and I don't know if this has been my revelation. Well, it has been my revelation in the last year and I don't know what spurred it on, but I'm really busy. And I we think all are. we all are. And we live in New York. So that makes it that compounds it because nobody comes to New York to have to, to, your life to do just anything. Most yeah. people who come to New York are here because Career they driven. have something that they want to Passionate. accomplish that can only be accomplished. Absolutely. Here. And I know people who who live in New York because they've always wanted to live in New York just because it's such a vital city. But that, that means that they are here for something and something specific. Yes. Whether it means that they see every Broadway show because they love theater, but they don't want to do it. Whether it means they want to start their own, like there's a million reasons, but nobody comes to New York without a reason, a reason. Yeah. And usually they're driven by that reason. It's a purpose. It's a reason. It's something. And so Speaking specifically for me, you know, I'm an actor, I'm a writer, um, I'm a producer, I direct as well, and I'm doing a full-time off-Broadway show right now. And and maybe that's what's really clarified it for me is that I'm pretty happy with my life. You know, Amisha said it in the last episode um, where she said, you know, I'm kind of doing everything I want to be doing right now. And it can only get better, you know, career-wise for me from here. But... If you, as somebody that I've gone out with a couple of times, look at me and say, hey, I really like you, but I don't want a relationship, I have plenty of friends. And you know what? I'm so freaking busy that I have 
dear friends, you know, Ned sitting here, I ne- like Ned is one of my good, my good friends. Don't make that face. <laughs> Ned is one of my really, really good friends. And, and we rarely see each other because we're so busy. Mm-hmm. I have, I have girlfriends that I never see. One of my best friends is the music director for the show that I'm in right now. And we never see each other so except funny. in passing at the theater. So uh, I don't need more friends. No, I'm looking and I'm like, if I'm going to commit a lot of time to you, I'm looking for someone who's going to be a partner. I don't think people are looking for friends. I think that they're saying, I like you, but and like, I, I'm and not, I, yeah. I like you, and I'm, I'm not cool to have sex with you, but I don't want to date is. you. Right. But here's the thing that's interesting to me is that our expectations of it being A++++ are so high right now. Like, when your grandmother and your grandfather first started dating, uh-huh. like, were the first three dates, like, A++++? Probably not. I actually don't know. But no, how would we know? But still, like, <laughs> this is what I'm saying is that normally relationships take time to develop. Exactly. Exactly. And like this, this, like, it's okay to be like, I'm not a hundred percent all in, in the first three, but I'd like to continue to see and you. That's, and but that's everyone what... in New York is like, well, it's not a plus, 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 plus. So okay. I like you. Let's hang out if it's convenient to me, but I think there's going to be something better somewhere exactly. else. And that's the thing that's really, that really gets me is that nobody dates anymore. And Ned and I were sort of chatting about this last night. Like nobody truly, truly dates. And and I'll let him. I'll let him say what he's going to say. I won't quote it for him. I'll let him say it when we get to his part uh, in the in the podcast. But you know, if there's a real reason to to duck out, like if I find out that you that you have a a MAGA hat in your apartment, <laughs> then I'm definitely going to walk out of your door. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. But but like you know, if there's little things. You know, there's obviously certain red flags in in any sort of relationship, you know, that could pop up. And, you know, the ones that are actual red flags and there are other things that are things that you compromise on. Because right, every relationship like, is a compromise. Mm, I'm in and out on like, this, but we'll, like, we'll let's figure it out. continue to have exactly. Let's figure it out. Exactly. No, I think my personal theory is mm-hmm. that our need for it to be a, a hell yes or a hell no comes out of our phone culture. It's this, uh, we have this innate immediacy now of course of everything i can access anything i need at any minute amazon will deliver it tomorrow Mm -hmm. also we live in new york city and so that's part of our own culture but that need of like it has to be amazing or it's gone totally i think comes from uh this dependency we have on online and social media culture agreed and so i think that's poisoning our our, our, like our, um, our datometer, our datometer. Yeah. Or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Like, our patients totally. to really like breathe through something and feel something out. Totally. And then let it go when it really doesn't work. And not just because you're like, well, it's not a plus plus it's B plus mm-hmm. right now, but let's just sort of, I don't know, casually not do something until I make a decision about it. Right. And then, and then <laughs> it, inevitably that ruins whatever it could have been. Yeah. Of because course it does. Especially. And, and for me, like, you know, we all bring certain like baggage into any relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a romantic relationship or whatever. And my, the first, like the, the last thing that I'll give you, um, you have to earn my trust. And, and so like, for me, if you're going to be, you're going to just dead up, tell me like, oh, I'm one foot out the door three dates in, 
I like, I'm like, okay, well then why? Like, why am I going to keep dating you? And that's not to say, because I mean, I don't want to, you know, go back on what I'm saying about nobody truly dates anymore, which isn't, so I'm not saying like you can't date other people or whatever, because I think that dating is getting to know somebody. So if you're dating multiple people at, at a certain point, I don't see anything wrong with that. But to be sort of like, oh, we're, we're hanging out. We're not dating. Like, it's like, well, then it's that what? Ejection disclaimer. Then, it's like, again, I can leave exactly. at any minute and I don't have to give you an excuse why. Exactly. And I don't like that. No. And I don't like I don't, I don't think anybody it's likes that. behavior. And, exactly. And so it's like what I've found, and maybe this is because <laughs> I was telling Ned before we, <laughs> we were like, how are you? How are you? And I was telling him like, you know, I've had a huge dry spell of dating for like mm-hmm. the last probably since I started doing this show. Like I had the brief spout. Uh, Do you want to uh, talk to me about my decade of being? Oh single? my God. <laughs> and oh my gosh, I wish you guys could see the statuses that, uh, that Jeanette posts about her insane, like the insane <laughs> things that dudes say to her on dates or on apps or whatever. Oh man. I, it makes me, I'm sorry. It makes me feel better. <laughs> Like that's why I post it, but I'm also, like, like first of all, I, I can't process it unless people can laugh at it with me. Totally, and also I really want people to know the bullshit that we put up with, that I receive, that people are actually saying to me as a grown adult. Totally. Well, and I mean, it's not like people are only douchebags on apps. Like the guy that dumped me a year ago, uh, dumped me on a bus. Uh-uh. Uh no, wait. Coming back from New Hampshire. Like, Wait, this is my stop real no, quick. No, no, no. On, oh. a, on a Greyhound bus on a, the way back from New Hampshire after I met his mother. And we she <laughs> she literally drove us to the bus station. I spent oh, the weekend no. with his family. She drove <gasps> us to the bus station. We get on the bus. We're 10 minutes out of Boston South Street Station because that's the closest one to where, to where his family's from. We're 10 minutes out and he'd been acting weird for a while. And I was like... Or you can just break up when we get back to New York. And he looked at me and he nodded. Ah, that's so the then we're like, that's like post it breakup. I minus. laughed for about two solid minutes it's out so loud. Cowardly. It was so, but I mean, good for him for like, you know, waiting, break, breaking up with me. <laughs> I mean, although why would you take somebody home to meet your entire, his mom continued to text me too. Cause I'm, I like, I took her flowers. I was meeting his mother and, um, cause he's too much of a coward to tell his mother. Oh, it was so dumb. Well, eventually I had to message, message him, you know, a couple days later and I was like, your mom is so nice, but can you please ask her to quit texting me about the flowers that I gave her? So like people can be douchebags. Like even if you, yeah, I yeah. met him through a friend, yeah. like I met him in real life. Like, you know, so it's not just people you meet on apps. Like people can just act like dummies no matter what. <laughs> I was just, but, um, my guilty pleasure, which totally makes sense now that you know that I've been single for 10 years and I have a podcast about being single, is um, The Bachelor. Oh, okay. Sure. And the finale was on last I night. don't watch it, but, oh, but tell you me. should and you should live tweet with The Bachelor because that is an entertaining I believe you. to itself. My roommates anyway. do it. I feel like I get the highlight reel from them. <laughs> anyway, but that, I was like, you tell me that story and that makes me sound, that makes, it reminds me of The Bachelor of like bringing someone home to meet your mom and mm-hmm. your, or your family and you're like, I love her so much and then you break up with her tomorrow and these poor girls are like, yeah. what? Yeah. Actually, um, oh God, I can't believe I'm talking about this on the podcast, but just for a second, because it relates to what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Um, this season was all messed up because the guy had three girls left and one of the girls, um, 
left the show. She uh-huh. was like, I can't commit to an engagement, which is the point of the end of the show. Right. So I'm going to leave because I don't want to take that away. I know oh, you want that. And I don't her. want to take that away from the other two girls. And he then, in that moment, decided that he only wanted the girl that broke up with him. Oh, And God. sent the other two girls home. You're, you're not... Being serious. I am being serious. So the other two <laughs> girls who had like professed their love and are like, I'm ready to get married. He let them go because he only wanted the non-committal one. And someone had commented on Twitter. Oh my God. If the bachelor, which is about getting engaged. Yeah. If the bachelor's contestants can't even commit to this point, why are we all even trying in 2019? Seriously. And I was like, wow, that was, that hit me real hard. That little flippant comment was like, oh my God, that's what it's all come down to is that none of us want to freaking commit to anybody. Well, and I think I've had this conversation a lot with my mom because I've, the last couple of dudes that I have like seriously dated, um, have ended poorly or were just terrible, really like truly, truly terrible relationships. <laughs> Ned's nodding. They were, or uh. the last three have truly, truly, really been awful, um, in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, my mom talked to me one time and she was like, you realize that like, it's better to be alone than with the wrong person. And I, I don't think that I can, could like sum it up in in any other better way i I truly would rather be alone than be with the wrong person because one of those people was the wrong person and he sucked every he sucked the living daylights out of me and and i'm glad i i'm sad to have lost a year to him um well, and that's Although something I learned that, a lot, like, but- I, I very much believe in that's like essentially like the soul behind this podcast was that mm-hmm. like um we are we are awesome we are Truly. so fucking good. Totally. We're so strong and intelligent. We're getting shit done. And like, we literally don't need mm-hmm. this other component in our lives to complete them. Well, and, and it kind of, it does kind of go back to what Misha was saying, even in the last episode where she was like, we're kind of in a, a strange time period where for the first time ever, women have a new set of prospects in front mm. of us. It used and to priorities. be totally. And, and it's hard because. And I don't, I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't think this about all men, but in general, I would say that a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the guys that are, uh, are around our age, they believe fully in the feminist movement. The ones that I know, at least sure they believe in equality truly, but I don't necessarily always think that they understand what it takes to support that. Mm. And that was the gentleman that I'm speaking of, um, that I was with for a year, you know, he he liked the idea of what I wanted to do and the things that I want to be and the things that I that I hope for. But the fact of the matter is, is that where I was and where I still am, it requires a ton of work. Right. And I can't come home right. every day at six o'clock and, right. and have dinner with you. And he didn't support the things that it took to get to where I want to be. Mm. And I think there's a lot of performative feminism happening in men who are our age where they know what they're supposed to say and they and they agree with it in a, in a sort of dream way, an abstract yeah. way, but they don't necessarily know what it takes How and what it means it. to help us with yeah. that. Because it also means that it will have, they will have to give up something to make that happen. Mm. And whether they want to, or whether they just don't know how, I think depends on the man, but and I, how they were brought up and how they're brought up. Yeah. You know, um, 
I look at, I look at my brother and the way that, and, and I've talked to my sister-in-law about this too. You know, my brother, um, he's about 10 years older than me and he has, he has two beautiful daughters and the way that I watch him help my sister-in-law take care of them is truly, it, it, it truly is equal Mm. in a lot of ways. And, and, you know, I grew up, um, with a single mom, um, and obviously so did he, <laughs> um, but you know, they have tiffs about who does the laundry and who cleans or whatever. But at the, at the same time, I think more or less, they would both agree that the way that they take care of their life and their children is equal. That's awesome. And I, I, it, and I, and that is who I look to. That is who I want. That's your model. Yeah. That's my model for somebody, I want that too. you know, and, and it's difficult because again, I think a lot of men don't know how to make that happen for the people, the women that they're either with in a romantic relationship or that they're friends with because, because it's the first time in history we're at this point. Yeah. So I think really it's hard because we want that. You and I want that so badly, but I don't know if, if it's going to ever be perfect in our generation. And I think maybe the best thing that we can do is try to work on it and set it up for the next one. Mm. That's both depressing and inspiring it's, at the same it time. Is, it is depressing, but <laughs> I'm at like, the same I'll time, do that for someone if, else. But wait, well, hold, you know, our mothers, me. our mothers made it possible for us to be to be here sure and be, and be who we are and like have us be working our way through the workplace. So maybe what we have, what our purpose is, is to make it better for the next generation of of women. Either yeah. in the uh, and I, at this point, I'm sort of speaking about in the workplace, but. But obviously it bleeds into everyday life as well. Yeah, your friendships with men, your, in yeah, general. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And I think in a lot of ways it's, it's, it's tough, but, and it's like a tough pill to swallow, you know, and that's not to say to give up on what you want or to comp or to compromise on your values or anything. But I think the reality of the situation is, is that our generation, we, we, we only have a certain set of tools that we have at our right, disposal. Right. And we're kind of going totally. blind here. Yeah. I think this would be a nice transition point to check in with Ned. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Ned's like, uh, let me stretch. Ned's been taking no, a lot of notes. I have just, like three pages of notes. Just, that was a lot of really good shit. Yeah. Th- I just thanks. took so many notes and you made me have many ideas I've never had before. What if uh, Ned, Ned hi. Yes. Oh my gosh. Tell, where do you want to begin? Yeah. Oh my God. Where do you want to begin? I mean, the thing well, is, what, what, is, what came up for you? Like so many okay. things. Uh, the, the big thing is, and there's a song from a musical called Closer Than Ever that has a song called uh, You Want to Be My Friend. And it is one of my favorite representations of today's dating culture, which is I have enough friends. Like, I don't need another sure. friend. Sure. Yeah. Totally. Um, but, and something that came up in my brain that I've never really, like, voiced, but I think has been gnawing at the back of my head for years of dating, is like, but you do. You're looking for one better friend. Well, let me ask you, are you, have you ever use the sort of ejection disclaimer or have you ever had it done to you? Yeah. Uh, Taylor actually quoted what I said to Taylor in 2014. Uh, Word for word. Taylor and I dated and uh, enjoyed each other's company for a little while. And then at the end of that, I didn't have uh, relationship sparks. I just didn't. And I expressed that horrifyingly badly. Oh my God. Please tell me what you said. I want to hear what you think you said. I'm, I'm pretty sure I said, I really like hanging out with you. I really enjoy having sex with you. I do not want to date you. Okay. And how did she receive that? No, it was bad all around. Okay. (laughs) How do you like, 
when you were coming into it, what was your intention to ask her to be your friend? Man, there are so many answers to that that involve like discussing the long litany of my life at the time and our friendship relationship at the time. But uh, no, actually, it was a freak out moment of a lot of compounding thoughts that I'd been having over a period of days, weeks, whatever. Um, that was compounded by a moment where Taylor was like, this should be a thing. And I freaked out. And I oh. said all the thoughts at once. Fear of commitment. Yeah. Well, it was also like I had, this was a conversation I'd been having in my head. And then this happened. And my brain was like, have that conversation. And it said all the thoughts in one sentence. Well, you're human and you're yeah. not perfect. No, it was bad. It was bad. Taylor and I spent a long time overcoming that friendship barrier. <laughs> And what are your thoughts on, like, how this has, I don't know, implicated itself into our dating culture? I mean, it's not just you, is what I'm saying. I think the big thing for me, like, looking at these notes and thinking about it all, like, every time I have gone on dates in real life, it has been better. Um, in fact, most of the best dates I've ever been on have been blind date setups by friends. Okay. Almost exclusively. Okay. Uh, so, friends, set your friends up. One of the things that I have felt is that dating culture is people looking to find something, um, easy is the wrong word, but something that feels like convenient. It slots into their life exactly the way they want. Yes. Are you also guilty of trying to have an, a dating experience convenient to you? This is something Taylor and I were talking about last night. Like I really make an attempt to date. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I don't like to call it at certain points. Like I really make an attempt to like go on dates and unless it's a hard no, not say no. That's great. Um, I really make Fantastic. an attempt to do that as a human. We, we, and the female gender, thank you for your service. I don't know that your that's commitment. true because I also have, when it becomes a no, I've had people be like, why didn't you say no earlier? I'm like, well, it wasn't a no earlier. Right. But that's like a conversation that doesn't make sense in app culture. That's just, that's just human emotion that's getting complicated <laughs> by lack of good communication. But, yeah. but yes, in general, it's nice. We just talked about this. It's nice that you try to get to know someone as best possible until you really feel then that is the point to leave. And, and for me as a person, I think what I'm looking for as a human is someone who I get really excited about their life the way I get excited about mine. Yeah. Like I'm stoked by all the things I do and I want to be that's stoked awesome. by those things. And and app culture also doesn't help that. That's why I hate apps. Can I ask you, since you are the voice of the patriarchy, Gosh, I want you just that. to defend this. There were some amazing comments by females to Taylor's uh, Facebook post. Oh, I read them all. I love that post. Um, I'm going to read them back, and I just want you to... I think I texted her being like, to... I, I did that to you. <laughs> Wait, which one? <laughs> the, no, I texted This one was my favorite. He's saying... I don't want to date you or commit to you, but we can get naked sometimes as long as you Uber home when we're finished. I said those words in a time, I guess. He's going to make you pay for your own Uber, though. Mm, that's brutal. Can we just end the podcast there <laughs> before it gets dirty and messier? I just had a male voice the patriarchy admit that guys are a-holes. They're the worst. Yay! <laughs> How satisfying is that? It's so fucking satisfying. We're going to get out of here. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode of Hashtag Single, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.